Thank you for joining us here at Fellowship Church for today's message. Our desire is to encourage others to love God, love people, and impact the world. And we would love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. So take a moment and visit us online at fellowshipws.org. Find the Share Your Story button and tell us what God is doing in your life. While you are there, you'll also find useful information about our church and other resources that will bring you closer to Christ. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Listen, I want you to turn with me in the Bible. In your Bible, on your, on your, on your iPad, iPhone, whatever you got. I want you to turn with me to 2 Samuel, the 6th chapter. And I want you to listen real quickly. I want you to lean in. Tell your neighbor, lean in. Because there's some things I want to show with you really quick that's going, to give, that's going to give context to what God has been doing and what God is about to do. 2 Samuel, the 6th chapter, the 14th verse, it's picking up after David is, is leading a parade back to, the, back to uh, Jerusalem, back to Israel with the Ark of the Covenant representing the presence of the Lord. You have to understand, it had been stolen from them. They had, they had, they had gotten it back, but they left it at somebody's house for just for, for, for a period of time so they could get themselves together. Tell somebody, get, get yourself together for the presence of the Lord. And, and, and God had released them. That God, God had, he went, got, got back the old cart and all those things. And David is marching back into the city with the presence of the Lord. Now, th- that doesn't mean to anybody, anything to anybody that's ever lost his presence. But if you've ever lost a, if you ever lost a thing, whenever you get it back, you are ecstatic. You are happy about what God has received. Anybody God ever restored something back to you? That you ever lost a thing and God restored it? And come on, I don't care what it is. Whenever you get something restored back to you, I don't care who's around me. I don't care who's upset about it. I don't care who, who's, who I'm getting on their nerves. Something that once was lost is now found and I'm so uh, I'm so ecstatic about it and God said it's time to take the lid off of your exuberance about what I'm doing in your life and when you become unapologetic that yes I'm saved yes I'm sanctified yes I've kept myself holy before the Lord and there are benefits to being in the kingdom of God there are benefits to being one of his children and I'm no longer going to hold my head low I'm no longer going to going to try to sit on my light I'm going to let it, God said that the light can't even be here because you're a city set upon a hill newsflash, they see you anyway so you might as well be proud about what God is doing in the life of his children somebody say unapologetic when Jesus came in cities, he was unapologetic. He said, I have, I have come. I, 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 didn't, I, didn't come uh, I didn't come to do away with the law. I came so that the law would be fulfilled. Jesus stood up in the synagogue. He, he, said, he said, you know, uh, uh, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to bind up the heart of the broken, to set those that are captive free. And then he told them, he said, the, the fulfillment of this scripture has been, has been fulfilled in your hearing today. What you just heard, I am the embodiment of what it is Jesus was unapologetic you know why he's uh, you know how he had that spirit because he had full knowledge of who he was and nobody could shake him from who he was it, 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 the fact of the matter is people of God that we suffer in the body of Christ with an identity crisis we trust God enough to, to save us 
so that we can miss hell. But we don't yet understand the true fiber of what salvation has given us access to. That we are heirs and we are joint heirs. We are sons. We are daughters. We are royalty. We are not a pauper. We are not somebody God said God, a, a, a little lonely pauper that God just led in a room. We are a son and we have a seat at the table. And if you have a seat at the table, there are certain things you should subject yourself. There are certain things you should expect. There are certain things you should tolerate. And there are certain things you should not. And God said you need to be unapologetic about your standard. Somebody do your hand like this. It's time to live unapologetically about your standard. report but that doesn't meet my standard my bank account says this that I don't have enough but that doesn't meet my standard <laughs> I'm supposed to be the lender not the borrower that doesn't meet my standard healing is the children's bread so me being sick does not meet my standard ask your neighbor what is your standard but right here, at 2 Samuel, the sixth chapter, he says, wearing a linen ephod, David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. While he and Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. And the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David and, 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 and Micah, Michael, his wife, the daughter of Saul, watched from the window. Isn't it something how people got everything to say watching from a perch somewhere? And, then, and, and when she saw the king leaping and dancing before the Lord, the word of God says she despised him in her heart. She was faking a funk in his face but she despised him in his heart. Jump down to 20. It says, and when David returned home to bless his household, Michael, his, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet and said, how the king of Israel has distinguished himself today. She's being smart. She's trying to throw shade. Going around half naked in full view of the slave girls, of his servants, and, 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 and any vulgar fellow as any vulgar is any vulgar fellow would. And David said to Michael, it was before the Lord. I wasn't dancing for you. That dance I did, that praise I did, that testimony I gave, tell somebody, it ain't for you. It's for him. It was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father. See, David can throw some shade too. <laughs> or anyone from his household when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people. He said, and guess what? I will, I will celebrate as a result of God choosing me. Has God, did anybody in this place, God chose you when you were not the one that qualified, that you were not the one with the right pedigree, that you were not the one that, 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 that was next in line. God skipped over some people and he plucked you out of the back of the line. He said, that's the reason I celebrate. I don't celebrate so that you can see it. I don't celebrate for your commentary. I don't celebrate for your approval. I don't, I don't live for God. I don't wave my hand. I don't worship. I don't do good to those that despitefully use me so that people can say how good I am. I am doing it for the Lord because it is the Lord who made me and not me myself. Oh, you mighty talented. Oh, you mighty beautiful. Oh, you mighty good. But, but if it was not for God's breath on you, 
you can do nothing. He said, he said, as a result, I will continue to celebrate the Lord. He said, you know, and because you talk about and because you were critical and because you tried to make me feel bad about my exuberance for the presence of the Lord coming back because I realized that I am nothing without the presence of the Lord and because you were talking about this is my response to you. In 22, he says, I will become even more undignified than this. Which means before I take away my fervor and my passion for God, I will add more to it. So you think I'm getting on your nerves. You ain't seen nothing yet. Tell somebody, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. I am unapologetic because you were not there. When I was crying in the middle of the night, you were not there. When I was praying up to the ceiling, feel like my words were bouncing back down to me. You were not. And so I will not, I will not gauge or turn down the temperature of my living for God and my, and my praise and my worship and my passion for him because you're not comfortable because you were not there. You did not hang on a cross. You did not have a, 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 a water come out of your side. You ain't got no nail prints. And so as a result, I am worshiping the Lord. And if you've got a problem with that, wait until you see what I'm about to do for him. Wait till you see how I'm about to praise him. I haven't preached my best sermon yet. You haven't, you haven't sung your best song yet. You haven't done your greatest work for God. Wait until I get. Wait till I gather myself. Wait till I learn to walk in this new glory. You ain't seen nothing yet going to become even more undignified which means I'm going to get louder I'm going to get more exuberant I'm going to get more undignified I'm going to care less and less and less and less and less about what flesh has to say because we live, we move, we sing, we preach for an audience of one somebody say unapologetic I'm going to drop two things on you and I go I got to go the first thing, the first thing is, everybody in this place, anybody, anybody, anybody Christian in this place, I didn't say a Christian, but you're Christian, you're Christ-like. What God said, he wants us to be unapologetically Christian. Everybody is out of closet waving their flag for some cause. I don't care what it is. And, and as a result, they're trying to make us feel like we're the stupid ones. They're trying to make us feel like we're the ones. Y'all so backwards and antiquated. The world has changed. Let me tell you, righteousness is still right. Following God is still the plan. Narrow is the way and few find it to be. But I am on my way to heaven and none can walk up there but the pure in heart. And you got to be unapologetic about it. You have to understand, there is this twisted mamsy-pamsy gospel that people have created. Well, you can do a little this, and you can do a little that. But as long as I got God in my portfolio, he cleanses. No, the devil is two lies. I am unapologetically Christian. I am unapologetically a believer in the 66 books, and I will not take down. Somebody say, 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 somebody say, I am unapologetically Christian. I'm a bold follower, an imitator of Jesus Christ. 
and I'm unapologetic. And if that bothers you, take it up with somebody. But I, that's for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Somebody say, I'm unapologetic. The second thing is, I am unapologetically happy. Somebody say, the joy of the Lord is your strength. People are going to say, why are you so happy? You know, some people don't like folks. Just like, you're always so happy. Every day ain't a good day. Let me tell you, every day is a day of thanksgiving. Every day is a good day. Every day above ground is an opportunity to tear the devil's kingdom down and to build God's kingdom up. So don't you sit on your joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And you may be praising God not for now, but for something that you are writing a check in advance for in your future. Don't you dare ever let anybody make you sit down on your joy. If they, if they want to have a pity party, tell them to invite everybody and send invitations. But as for me, I am a person of joy. And I'm unapologetic about it. Let me tell you something, there's got to be a difference. There's got to be a difference. See, see, here's the thing. The miracle of joy is, is not when things are copacetic and things are easy. The miracle of joy is that in spite of what you're going through. See, y'all been, been asking God, take me out of this. God said, I'm trying to show myself uh, while you're in the crucible, while you're in the desert land. God said, I can make you bloom in the desert. But you got, some of y'all, God done blessed y'all. God, God, God done kept you. God done kept you all these years. You done been through things. And you said, well, I don't want to tell my testimony because I don't want other people to feel bad. Look, if you follow the plan of God, if you give God your whole heart, your whole mind, all your strength, you can be just like me. God said, I need some unapologetic, bold people that are willing to hold up a banner and say, God is still alive. And he's still healing. He's still protecting. He's still providing. But nobody ever know. And we say, well, yeah, I'm a Christian. But God, well, if they ask me, no. You're supposed to stand on the mountain and tell of his goodness. Somebody say unapologetic. Unapologetic. Just blessing anybody in this place. Here's the other thing. God said, I want my children to be unapologetically careful. Now, I, I, I got to parse this out because I'm not saying fearful. Tell somebody he's not saying fearful. He's saying, be careful. God, here's, the, here's the reason why. Philippians 4 and 6, it says, Do not be anxious for anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication. That means I'm praying and then I'm meditating about it. I didn't check off a box yet. I, I'm not released yet because I pray for you. You got to wait some time until God gives you a release. Prayer and supplication. And he said, and prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. He said, he said, no, he said, you got to do it with a thankful heart. God, I'm coming to you for an answer about this, and I'm going to be thankful, and I'm going to have joy until you give me an answer. He's like, God, I, I'm waiting on you. No, no, God said, he said, with a thankful heart, you got to come in. Many, some of the reasons that we have not received answer prayer and direction because we've been, we've been coming to God with the wrong heart. 
We've been coming here with an anxious heart. He told you, don't be anxious. I don't respond to the anxious heart, but I do respond to the thankful heart. He said, but if you come with me with prayer and supplication with a thankful heart and say, God, whatever you're going to give me is going to be for your glory, and I want to take your glory. I want to do what you called me to do. I just want to be a shining example. God said, then, and he said, then, if you come to me that way, he said, then I will release the good of heaven. But God said, you have to be careful. Say somebody, be careful. Here's the other thing. God said, just because you have capacity does not mean that it's a necessity. This is what I mean. Everybody car out there at least go 120 miles an hour. It's on the speedometer, right? It has the capacity to go that fast. But when you're going through the neighborhood, is it necessary? And we can confuse, God, I've got the capacity, I've got the opportunity, but every open door is not a door that God said go through. Every opportunity that comes your way, everything, because you got to understand that favor is on you, and so things are going to come to you, and so that's when we got to have a spirit of discernment and a spirit of patience, say, God, is this the one? I know you ordered my step, but did you order this step? And when people are trying to push you, won't you go ahead and do it? It, it, it looked plain as day to me. That like, you know, God, you know uh, something God, God did give you common sense, you know, but God also gave me the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the leader, the teacher, and the guide to all truth. And so if you haven't, had, if you haven't heard from the Holy Spirit, my, my advice to you would be hold your horses. Pump the brakes. And be unapologetic about it. There is nothing that will expose people's true will for your life than saying no and wait a minute. Now that was worth the troll trip for somebody. But I ain't going to be waiting forever. Lord, that was my answer. That was my answer. See, God answers in all kinds of ways. Sometimes it's audibly, but sometimes God will, God will twist. God will, will but, but your no will expose things. This is for somebody in this room. Your, your no will, will expose things. Your not yet let me pray about it will expose things. Anybody that's for you, who, 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 who that is truly in God's kingdom and for you is going to have a problem with you praying to God about it. Come on, y'all. Sometimes some things are so simple we can miss it. The devil will rear his head and expose himself when we say no and not right now. Is this good to anybody in this room? The other thing is, in being careful, we have to be careful who and what we align ourselves with. The devil is wise. Somebody say he's wise. The devil is wise. And he will scratch your itch. To the point you will think, oh, God is okay with this. Because that itch, anybody have a, have, ever had an itch way back then you couldn't reach it? You're like, oh, Lord, I feel like the Lord just came all over you, right? The devil will scratch that very itch. And it will feel so good emotionally. It, 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 the line will get blurred. Is this God or is this not? But God said, I need you to slow down. I need you to pray before me. I need you to wait. 
and anybody got a problem with it, there are two little enemies. I didn't say they were the devil. I'm saying the devil. The devil will use anybody who will let him. And sometimes people are being used by God unbeknownst to them. But, but, but God, God is saying, make sure you take things by me. Don't operate in fear, but operate in care. Does that make sense? There is a difference. Oh, Lord, I don't want to do nothing. No, no, no. God hasn't given us, given us the spirit of fear. But God, you, but we got to be careful. Say, God, you have given me treasure in this earthen vessel. There, is, there, are, there are important things that you want to do in the earth realm through me. And so it's precious who I share it with. It's precious who I let speak into my ear gate. It is precious who I share my dreams and my visions with. And everybody is not worthy of knowing the intimacy of you. It doesn't mean that you're better than them. It's just that everybody don't, everybody don't deserve to touch the holy of holies of you. Oh, God. This will change your life if you apply it. The last thing in this right here is be unapologetic about your self-care of yourself. Somebody say self-care. That's a good little, that's a good little phrase. That's a good little phrase. Okay. That's a good little phrase that's popular now, self-care. Somebody say self-care. Let me tell you something. You have to put you on the schedule. We were having a meeting with my ministers yesterday, and I told them, I know a lot of people are disappointed. Where was you at, Pastor Tony? Some people thought, somebody thought I was in the hospital. I'm fine. I had to steal away to take care of myself. You are the only you you got. Somebody listen to me. You are the only you you got. And you can let people use you up like a dish rag if you want to. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to cry. They might pour a little liquor out. You know, that's just what people do. Release some doves and some balloons, and they're going to find somebody else to use. And you need to be unapologetic to be careful not to be used. People will use good-hearted Christian people. Well, if you was a, if you was a real Christian, can't even spell Christian, and you're trying to define what a Christian is to me. Well, if you really no 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 no, I'm unapologetic. My answer is no. Because of this, if if you you don't owe my explanation, no is no is a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. Put a period at the end of it or exclamation mark. It is a complete sentence. You owe no explanation when it comes to taking care of yourself. Now, am I saying be selfish and be reckless and don't know? But what I'm saying is you are no good to God or nobody else. Hooked up the tubes and sitting up all feeble. You are no good. And you would think, well, what they going to do without me? Keep living? I ain't found a person yet that jumped in that grave when they start shoveling dirt on them. Somehow, they compose themselves. 
Am I telling truth? So take your God suit off. Take your God suit off. You didn't hang no, hang no stars up in the sky. You didn't say let there be in there was. You ain't split no seas. You are nothing but right. You are nothing but filthy rags that God has given you the privilege of using you. The reason is some people haven't given their hearts to God fully because you keep being a soft place for them to land. And that ain't on my screen, but that's for somebody in this room. The reason God won't deal with them is because you keep giving them a soft place to land. Somebody got Some people got to hit rock bottom before God can deal with them. And your love for Junior and Nene is getting in God's way. The God said, you told me to handle this, but you in my way. Go somewhere. Let me do what I told you I would do. Oh, I'm fussing, I'm fussing, I'm sorry. Somebody say unapologetic. God said, I want my children to be unapologetically free. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Galatians 5, 1 and 2 says, Stand therefore in the liberty where Christ hath made us free and be not entangled to the yoke of bondage again. Anybody in this place ever been bound and you've been free? God said you need to be unapologetic about your freedom. That means I don't care who gets upset about it. I don't care. So, see, some people can profit off your bondage. And when you get free, they don't like it no more because they can't profit. They can't, they, they, they can't get ahead. You ain't paying their bills no more. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't being a, lending, a listening in at 3 o'clock in the morning no more. And, it, and it's upsetting their program. God said, let, let every other man be a lion. Let God be the truth. God said, you got, to, you got to stand in your freedom. You know why the Bible says stand in it? Because there are going to be constant they're going to try to get you off of your pedestal. God said you got you to you strengthen your knees and knowing that there's going to be opposition that's going to try to push you off your place of freedom. I don't care who it is. I don't care if she pushed you out. I don't care if, I don't care if it's your daddy. I don't care if it's your mama. Don't let nobody take your freedom from you. It's your freedom. Whereby Christ has made you. you got to have your ears tuned. I ain't saying being paranoid, but what I'm saying is when somebody starts talking and it sounds like bondage, stop them. But I can't hear that. I'm not going back there. I'm not going back there. When people bringing mess to you, I'm not going back there. I'm stopping. You can call it a rebuke if you want to. I'm not going back there. I once was bound and now I'm free and I like the way freedom smells. I like the way freedom tastes and I'm not going back And you got to be unapologetic about it. If you got a problem with it, take it up with God. But I am not. I refuse to go back to those old ways, to those old systems, to that old pain. But see, see, some people are so used to pain that they 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 they, 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 they just want somebody to be in pain with them. Like you can be free, like I was free. 
you can be free just like me. Come, come, come follow me. Well, no, nah, I don't do that church thing. And I don't do it, you know, I trust it in this pastor did. Look, look, you can let people get in your way or you can climb over that mess and get to Jesus. The choice is yours. All I know is I used to be where you are and, and you're not going to pull me back. I love you. I have to deal with you with a long-handed spoon, but you are not pulling me back to that place of bondage. Somebody say unapologetic, unapologetic, unapologetic. Listen, listen. The last thing God wants to, wants to share with us, God said, I want you to be unapologetically you. Somebody say me. God said, I've given you permission to be unapologetically you. In this age where people are sharing all the time on social media, people never put their lowlights on social media. They always put their highlights. They, all, they, 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 they take 10 selfies and get the right one. They, 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 show, they show the picture when, when, you know, when, when they got the mountains behind them. They don't, they don't show you when they got rollers in their head and crust all in their eyes. They, everybody's always showing their highlights. And so as a result, we always see everybody's highlights. And then the curse of comparison, oh, I ain't, you know, I don't never go on no vacation with it. Uh, my family don't never go on vacation. And don't, and don't realize that the husband and wife and the children was all fussing with each other trying to get in the right position to take the picture and put a face smile so you think that everything's hunky-dory. The fact of the matter is, people of God, God said, I can only use who you are, not who you pretend to be. I can only bless who you are. I need you to be authentically. I need you to be unapologetically you. And so people will try to put, just like when David was, was said, said, in it, uh, said that, you know, I'm going to fight Goliath. I'm going to do it. Saul tried to give him his armor. He said, look, well, if you're going to fight him, let me give you the armor. And he said, look, I can't put this stuff on, King. Ain't no disrespect to you, but I have not proven this. This stuff don't fit the DNA. Or what I do know is with this sling and this rock, I destroyed a lion and I destroyed a bear. And so I'm going to destroy this and what people will try to do and, and let me tell you something it doesn't mean that everybody's trying to give you something put something on you is your enemy sometimes there's people that love you some people just want the best interest for you but they're just not in tune where God is taking you and they say why don't you try this why don't you try that why don't you call such and such I got a number to somebody won't you do that and they mean well it doesn't mean like I said the devil will use anybody who let them and sometimes people are coming from a real honest heartfelt place but you got to know within yourself that does not fit the DNA of what God has called me to go. And so respectfully say, you know, I, I know you love me. I thank God for you, but that's not where God is leading me. And if anybody that truly loves you, they won't have a problem with you. Now, if they get mad, that's a witchcrafting spirit that's trying to control you. Oh, get up to say all that. But it, 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 but you ever know them people, they try to control you with their emotions. Well, I'm going to stop speaking to you. I'm going to ride all the way. We're going to ride all the way two states over and I ain't going to say nothing. That's a controlling witchcrafting devil. And tell them, Pastor Tony said, you need deliverance from that because you because every, every everybody can get upset, but you're going to stay mad that long. That's a devil you need to deal with. Because if you truly love me, you want the best for me, and you understand, and you trust. And so, and so what God is saying, you need to be authentically and unapologetically you. How are you going to do that? Look, look, the, only the Father can give identity. 
Only the Father can tell you what you are. Only the Father can say, this is what I put in you from your mother's womb, and this is the reason you had to go through this. This is the reason you had to go through the disappointment. This is the reason you had to go through the shut door, because I was putting in you the ingredients for the day that I will put you on display. And so God is saying, I need you to be unapologetically yourself. And the last thing I want to share with you, uh, here's the thing. And this, this, this people, I want you to understand this. God said that there is favor on you. And God took me to Genesis when, it became, when, 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 when Joseph was engaging with his brothers. He had a dream. He had a dream that he was, he was a son and, and, and all his other brothers were bowing to him and all those things. And guess what? He, he told her out of innocence. He said, look, 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 look. God has favored me. I got the coat of men of colors and I'm unapologetic about it. And just for the simple fact that he declared a thing that was a true thing that they could see, they hated him for his declaration of the facts. Let me tell you something. People say, I just want the truth. People ain't all interested in the truth like they, like they, like they put on a bit. Because when the truth and the facts hit the road, it, it, it shows who's on God's side and who's not on God's side. When the truth hits the line, you see who's for you and who's against you. And his brothers had that green eye of envy and jealousy, and they plotted to kill him. But what, what do, you, do you know that what God blesses, no man can curse. They can make all the plans to kill you and destroy you, but tell somebody favor is at work. And when favor is at work you can be planted anywhere and God's favor will rise to the top he, Joseph was taken as a slave as a slave and he was so he was so favor was exuded from him so pervasively that, that that his master put him over all the other servants and he became second in that man's estate all because of favor that was on him so let me tell you something just but don't, don't let your surroundings be a measuring stick to the favor that's on your life. Some of you may be saying, Pastor Tony, I understand what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, but my reality don't look like that. Joseph's reality didn't look like that either. He got thrown in a pit, but he had favor in the pit. He was a slave, but he, he, he was a favored slave. He got thrown he got thrown in prison for denying the advances of, of his master's wife, but but he was even in prison. Favor was at work. He didn't sit on his gifting. He was an interpreter of dreams. And he could say, how, how in the world God has favored me and I'm sitting in this place. I ain't doing nothing spiritual no more because of, because of being spiritual and being, and being a person of integrity has landed me in prison. But yet still there was a butler, there was a butler and there was a baker. They were both in prison with him and both of them told him his dreams. And he didn't suppress the favor that was on his life. He, 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 uh, he, he garnered up the anointing that was in him and he let the spirit flow. He was unapologetic that even though I'm in prison, even though I'm in a place and, I, and, and, and I've been falsely accused and I did nothing to be here, I don't have the right to sit on what God has 
deposited in me. And this is a message of somebody in this room, even now, that you may feel like you're in a pit. You may feel like you're in a place of accusation. You may feel you may feel like you're in a place where people have turned their back on you. But God said there was still gifting that I am requiring out of you. God said I didn't I didn't I didn't say that I'm only gonna make a withdrawal out of you in good times. Sometimes the the, the, the real beauty of of a seed comes out underground. It's when it's buried. It's when it's earthworms around it. It's when all this all it's slimy. It's wet. It's it's hot. And God said I'm gonna require in order to get the best out of you. It's gonna come out of slimy, messy, dirty situations. But I need you to understand that you are unapologetically you. And God said, I want to use you, not who you pretend to be. I don't. I, I want to use you, not what they said about you. You are not your your defeats. You are not your letdowns. You are not your your your, your past experiences. You are not the rape. You are not the molestation. You are not the divorce. You are who I said who you are. And God said, that's who I'm going to use. Everybody standing to your feet. God said, I need you to get a boldness. I need you to get a resolve in your spirit. I need you to get some, I need you to get some, 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 some bone in that back. gonna let nothing separate me from the love of God. Everybody at your hands. God, we thank you today for your presence. We thank you, Lord, for your word has been life to us. That God, we will no longer apologize for your hand being on us any longer. Lord, we thank you that when we step into our bold place, going to set the stage for you to use us. <laughs> oh, yes, Lord. I hear the Lord saying, I'm waiting for you to take your rightful place. God said, when you come boldly, come unapologetically, that's when you're going to activate the storehouse of heaven. The Lord is saying you're going to activate the storehouse of heaven when you come boldly, when you come unapologetically. God said, I am erasing the past. Yes, Lord. I'm erasing the past. God said, I only see you through the eyes of your future. I see what you're becoming. I don't see what you've been. And there is nothing to be ashamed of. And there is nothing to apologize for. God, I thank you, Lord, that you settled this word in our spirits today. That you settled this no-so in our spirits today. Because we can only function and move in what we know. We know that you've called us for exploits great and marvelous things. Hold your neighbor's hand if you would. God, we thank you that we stand as a band of believers. We accept 
your call for our lives. We accept that we're different. We accept that we will not fit in. We accept that you've called us for higher heights. We accept that you've called us from mediocrity to exceptionalism. And we will no longer apologize for greatness. We will no longer apologize for favor that's on us. We will no longer apologize for being your children. We will be unapologetically Christian. We will mimic you in the public square. We will not be ashamed. For we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For is the power unto salvation. Well, the only way your kingdom is going to come is if we cry loud and spare not. So, Lord, we thank you. Lord, that as we find other areas in our life to be unapologetic about God, that we are making room for you to move. That where you see proud children, the Father will show up and do more. We thank you. Now, God, we thank you, Lord, that you infuse a spirit of hope, a spirit of faith, and a new vigor to go after what you called us to do. We receive this. We expect newness. We expect power. We expect your spirit to show up, God, and do what we cannot do. God, we bless you. We love you, and we trust you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 Come on, hug three people and tell them, I'm going to live unapologetic. Thank you for tuning in today with Fellowship Church. We pray that you were blessed by the message, and we would like to connect with you through our website, fellowshipws.org, or facebook.com slash at the fellowship. If you are ever in the greater triad area, we would love for you to be our VIP for weekend worship experience on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. On behalf of Pastor Tony and the Fellowship family, thank you again for joining us. And remember to love God, love people, and impact the world.